1: Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 125 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including how they continue to fail our children academically. That's
2: right, George. You would think that training the future of American workers to be academically proficient on the world stage, meaning that they have a solid mastery of reading, writing, and arithmetic would be job number one. But the most recent data from the National Assessment for Educational Statistics, what's known as NAP, shows otherwise, George. And I guess before we get into the details of the report, uh, we we should give a little bit of a background, uh, starting with this fact. Um, In terms of, uh, according to the U.S. Department of Education, the U.S. outspends all other industrialized nations on educating its children. Except for three, and this is out of like 35, 40 nations. And those three are Norway, Switzerland, and Ireland, all small countries. The Pew Foundation shows, uh, in spite of this massive spending, in science, mathematics, and reading, 15 year old US students perform in the middle to bottom rungs compared to 39 other nations that were measured. Here's just a, a few stats in science and reading. U.S. ranked 24 out of 39 nations. In math, the U.S. ranked 39 out of 39.
1: Say what?
2: Dead last. Wow. You think knowing math is important on the world stage in this increasingly technological society? Um, Our educators don't seem to think so. Uh, The top performing academic nation, interestingly enough, in all three categories is... Singapore, the small wow. nation state of Singapore. Some, somehow they're doing something right. And worst of all, George, uh, we're broadcasting, of course, from California. And according to U.S. News and World Report, California ranks 44 out of 50 U.S. states in terms of education.
1: Wow. I wonder if uh, our beloved governor will ever tout that statistic.
2: Uh, Somehow, I doubt it. Um, (laughs) Other organizations uh, have California performing a little bit better. I've heard 38 out of 50, but regardless, uh, it's all bad news. And this is not a recent phenomena. Um, We often tout this stat in our conferences and speaking engagements, but the U.S. uh, is 20 20 percentage points uh, behind what competency in reading and writing were in 1840, according to the Literacy Pro- Project, before the widespread imposition of compulsory public education. So we've been going downhill for a very long time. And in 1983, there was this publication, famous publication that came out uh, called A Nation at Risk, where our education department said there is a rising tide of mediocrity that is threatening our very future as a nation and a people. Do you think, George, we would have learned some lessons by then? But as we're going to discover, it seems we have not.
1: Well, you know, the NAEP, for those who are wondering, what is that? When is it administered? It's actually administered to 13-year-old students from October to December. Um, of the school year and uh, test a variety of skills like U.S. history, civics, reading, and and mathematics. Um, and the nation's report card revealed that the steepest declines ever recorded in math for the age group since the assessment was first as- administered in the 1970s. Um, and so this includes 8,700 students from 460 schools and the data that Mark and I are going to be continuing to talk about here is from October through December of 2022, so it's our most recent data.
2: It is the most recent. Uh, we'll, we'll do uh, another broadcast on the, the one that's going to come out this year, but on a national level, George, the data suggests 13-year-olds, uh, once again, aren't showing signs of academic recovery from the, quote, pandemic period. Admitted Peggy Carr, the commissioner, for the National Center for Education Statistics and this is a quote the green shoots of academic recovery that we had hoped to see have not materialized as we continue to see worrisome signs about student achievement and well-being more than 2 years after most students returned for in-person learning
1: wow yeah. Wow, well, the math decline for 13 year olds Car said in a similar statement was the single largest decline observed in the past fifty years." Here's a quote, nice. "The mathematics score for the lowest performing students has returned to levels last seen in the 1970s, and the reading score for our lowest performing students." was actually lower than it was the very first year these data were collected in 1971.
2: That's amazing. You know, uh, 50 years ago, I, I'm surprised that she would make that admission in her remarks. But you can't deny what the data is telling us. And um, we have some, some highlights from the data that was pulled by a friend of POK's. His name is Larry Sand. And Larry writes uh, for a number of publications, including the City Journal, which is a highly respected publication. Larry is uh, not only a retired, longtime teacher, but he's also the president of the California Teachers Empowerment Network. And uh, we've known Larry for for many years. And uh, he, he gives some uh, pretty alarming stats that's, again, pulled from this report. Um, only 13% of eighth graders meet proficiency standards for U.S. history, meaning they could explain major themes, periods, events, people, ideas, and turning points in the country's history. George. Wow. 13%.
1: Say what?
2: That's almost in the single digits. That is an incredibly alarming statistic. And the next one. About 20% of students scored at or above the proficient level in civics. Both scores represent all time low- lows
1: on these two tests. So, so, Mark, what kind of questions do these students get asked that they score so horribly? Like, are, are these like, you know, calculus level questions?
2: <laughs> Uh, Well, we have a couple of examples of of the questions. Uh, Here's one. Um, The multiple choice questions on the NAP history test are are pretty basic. Uh, For example, one question asks, quote, Susan B. Anthony was a leader who helped, and then it gives four possible answers. Immigrants come to the U.S. Uh, Women win the right to vote. Older people win the right to get Social Security. Children win the right to an education. Well, if you had a basic education in American civics, you would know that Susan B. Anthony was a leader in the women's suffrage movement. And so the correct answer is B, women win the right to vote. But by far and away, most students could not answer this question.
1: I'm surprised there was no E about, you know, helping women achieve reproductive justice or something like that. (laughs) That was an omission
2: on their part, I guess. Next year, George. (laughs) Another question asks, quote, indentured servants were different from slaves because indentured servants were, A, freed at the end of their term, B, did much easier work, C, came from the West Indies, D, were paid less money and of course the answer is they were freed at the end of their term indentured service were actually uh paid uh you know for a particular work assignment for a period of years and then they were freed but for, once again most people have no idea about
1: and, this. and this one especially it's such a like it's such a setup because it almost reminds me like you could you could have asked the question which is the fastest car a ferrari you know b Pinto? C. it's like come on yeah, it's right there it, it's right there
2: uh, we're not teaching history, George. Uh, this personally reminds me of what Cicero uh, said: "A man who doesn't know what happened before he was born goes through life as a child." Um, another, you know, common refrain is: uh, "He who doesn't know history is cursed to repeat it." Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said: "A people that wants to remain ignorant and free wants what never has been and never will." B. This is one of America's founders and we're not teaching history. We're, we're just, we're f- utterly failing in that job. Highly alarming.
1: Wow. Well, um, here's another thing that Carr noted that while many analysts uh, rushed to blame the COVID induced school closures for the abysmal uh, showing, Carr noted that the problems were predated. Uh, so it happened before the pandemic. Uh, Quote, for U.S. history, I was very, very concerned. It's a decline that started in 2014, long before we even thought about COVID. This is a decline that's been going down now for well over a decade. And it's not only students' history and civics scores that are deficient. In November 2022, the scores released for the reading and math test taken earlier in the year showed that just 33% Of the nation's fourth graders were proficient in reading and 36 proficient in math. Uh, This is really crazy. Uh, The eighth graders did even worse. 31% were proficient in reading. Um, So the longer these kids stayed in the system, their numbers declined, actually. They were becoming less educated. And only 26 showed proficiency in math. That's a 10 percentage point drop from fourth grade to middle school. Yeah. I mean, that's alarming.
2: Yeah, according to the report's authors, the national average score declines in mathematics for fourth and eighth graders were the largest ever, George, recorded on that subject. And you hear this uh, narrative repeatedly. Well, the reason that scores have gone down in the last couple of years is because of the pandemic. You know, kids were not in school. Therefore, it's reasonable to assume that they wouldn't be learning as much because they're doing all their their uh, education remotely. But this data clearly shows you can't blame it on the pandemic. The scores have been going down for a long time. Since 1971, they've never been as bad as this. Wow. Um. The ACT, which is a standardized test, which unfortunately, like the SAT, more and more colleges are no longer using. Um, regardless, relatedly, the national average score on the 2022 uh, college preparation test, ACT, fell to 19.8 out of a possible 30 six
1: say what
2: down from 20.3 in 2021 according to the data released in October 2022 by the nonprofit that administers the test so uh whatever the public schools are doing they're not preparing kids for higher education not at all
1: well and and you would think that again as we we were giving you guys these statistics these are happening pre-pandemic and yet even the U.S. Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, um, fails to see that. Um, he was weighing in on these scores, and uh, he, he quotes um, by saying that these scores further affirm the profound impact the pandemic had on the student learning in subjects beyond math and reading. Uh, and then he he ludicrously proclaimed, quote, now is not the time for politicians to try to extract double digit cuts to education funding, nor is it time to limit what students learn in U.S. history and civics classes. We need to provide every student with rich opportunities to learn about America's history and understand the U.S. Constitution and how our system of government works. Banning history books and censoring educators from teaching these important subjects does our students a disservice. I wonder what subjects is he talking about? Uh,
2: I honestly don't know, George. And again, you hear this common refrain year after year, decade after decade, that the problems we're having in education are all funding-based. Mm-hmm. We just need to throw more and more money at the problem. But w- as we already stated at the outset of this program, the U.S. is already spending far more than virtually every nation on earth. Exactly. And for decades, we're not getting uh, the result for our, our money spent. Uh, So this is just a a complete travesty. And regarding the banning of history books and censoring educators, look, you know, teachers and and parents who are involved in the public school system have a duty to protect the minds and emotions of minors in our public school system. No books are being banned. Uh, virtually every book is widely available in county libraries. You can freely go there. You can order them on uh, Amazon. You can get them anywhere you want. But this idea that we're going to open up uh, school libraries and school curriculums to any and all subject matter that is out there, including uh, pornographic material and lavicious sexual uh, material... It's just insane, George, and yet that's what these government officials seem to be arguing for year after year after
1: year. And Mark, you brought up the the really good point here about you know funding, um, you know, and and so uh, Lan Suzumi and, and Wen Yuan Wu um, have chronicled, um, you know, what's really here, you know, what's really the problem? It, it's not the funding. Um, In fact, many students have reported that increased ideological indoctrination in the classroom, which is leading to weaker standards and lower expectations. Uh, Here's a quote. One California student reported that a teacher at his school told the class that perfectionism and striving for perfection was part of white supremacy culture. Another of his teachers made it seem like it was bad to have a good work ethic or to be supportive of meritocracy, end quote. Yeah. Why aren't these grades going up and instead going down? Well, because we're teaching kids that you don't have to work hard.
2: Uh, in fact, uh, it's the new woke ideology that uh, we don't want to focus on meritocracy anymore. That is a product of a white patriarchy, of colonialism, Uh, according to the 1619 Project and others. And George, you see this more and more in our public school education system curriculums. Larry Sands asked, just how does keeping a six-year-old from being exposed to books with explicit, explicit sexual themes translate to banning books and censoring educators? Well, we're doing that nevertheless, while at the same time, uh, getting rid of focused education on reading, writing, and arithmetic—it's—it's uh, it's not good news, George. You know, in the same student school that uh, you made the quote about—that you know we were not supportive of meritocracy—grades were inflated, low grades were eliminated, late assignments were allowed, and multiple retakes of exams were permitted. Rigor, according to Larry Sands, simply disappeared.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what's happening, and I see that even in my uh, my older son's school. Um, uh, another quote here, when teachers spend time forcing race and gender-infused woke gibberish down the throats of American children, less time is available for more traditional subject matter. Here are a few of the married instances of students being hammered with the ravings of the woke. Um, And he continues here to give documented examples of what we at POK called the triple threat. Um, And so two aspects of that triple threat are critical race theory and sex and gender theory. Um, Here's one. In Buffalo, New York, students were told that all white people perpetuate systemic racism and kindergartners were forced to watch a video of dead black children warning them about racist police and state-sanctioned violence that might kill them at any time.
2: Yeah, so that's in Buffalo, New York, across the country, uh, right here close to us in the San Diego Unified School District. Uh, That school district ordered students to, quote, confront and examine your white privilege and to acknowledge when you feel white fragility. Additionally, children are told to, quote, understand the impact of white supremacy in your work. It's hard to believe, George, that we're teaching blatant racism in our nation's schools, but that's what's happening.
1: In a training session for teachers in Seattle, schools were deemed guilty of spirit murder against black students. All of a sudden, this, uh, this you know, spirituality is starting to come in. Uh, In Springfield, Missouri, teachers are trained that people are given a biological sex assigned at birth, which often conflicts with their gender identity and gender expression. In Illinois, the Evanston Skokie School District has adopted a curriculum that teaches pre-K through third grade students to break the binary of gender and
2: crazy things like this and in west hartford public schools in connecticut has begun to introduce gender ideology in kindergarten as part of what it calls social justice lessons so george it's everywhere and larry sand's quote so instead of learning factual american history the good and the bad which we should teach Students are now at the mercy of far-left advocates pushing a radical racial and sexual agenda. Unless the education establishment reverses course in a hurry, parents already responsible for feeding, clothing, and housing their children will need to educate them
1: as well. So, Mark, why do we think this is happening?
2: Well, there are a number of reasons, but um, here are three that we can readily point to. Uh, First and foremost, George, public schools are a government monopoly, and that is the worst kind of monopoly there is. So there's simply no incentive to do well. They don't have to. They don't really have any competition per se. There's no uh, uh, competition uh, among the schools. Uh, This leads to a very close and related second reason why public schools are not performing,
1: which is that teachers cannot be fired. And we actually did a whole lot of episode on this um, entitled Passing the Trash. right? And it was eye-opening for me as I was reading through those reports that these horrible teachers who have done horrible things, they just get reassigned to a different school or different school district.
2: They do, and this is a, really a product of the, uh, the unions, the American Federation of Teachers, the National Education Associations, California Teachers Association, and their state counterparts. Uh, they all have worked very hard and successfully to protect teachers against getting demoted or terminated for lack of performance. So they just never go anywhere. They're filled with poor performance. And as you pointed out, George, in the assignment that we did, they just get reassigned to even lower-performing schools. It's a travesty. And then finally, the third reason is that public schools have capitulated to the spirit of the age, which is cultural wokeism, where merit and academic performance is less important than or worse a sign of white patriarchy to be rejected. It reminds me of what Elon Musk has said. The woke mind virus will destroy civilization. And it is.
1: It definitely does. And uh, the, the, the demon um, Mephistopheles in, in Faust, um, here's a quote, says, everything in existence is worth being destroyed. Yeah.
2: Uh, and M- Mephistopheles was a demon yeah. in, in Faust. And this wokeism, it's an ideology of absolute chaos. Dennis Prager likes to say, the left ruins everything it touches. And it's hard to argue with that, George. It seems almost deliberate.
1: Well, George, what do we do? Well, number one, we at POK strongly encourage parents to get out now. Get your children out now while you still can. And get involved. Become a parent activist. Run for school board. Uh, Do something Uh, Vote wisely. Uh, We have seen over the last three years that uh, people have started to vote with their feet. Uh, We've seen a huge, uh, great migration out of uh, ultra blue states. Uh, Pay attention to who you're voting for um, and and don't vote for people who have continually failed us, starting from the local level. Yeah, you got to
2: be educated and learn about the people who you're actually voted for, voting for.
1: Well, unfortunately,
2: George, that's all the time that we have for today. We encourage our listeners to visit our website, protectourkidsnow.org, which has been totally redone and revamped. And we have a lot of rich resources there. And um, thanks for being with us today. And we look forward to being with you next week.